changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind of America. One of the topics we've always been passionate about at Chicken Soup for the Soul is immigration and the energy and can-do attitude that immigrants bring to America when they join us here. So I want to share a couple of stories with you today about our new citizens. The first story is from Kelly Bakshi, who tells us that when she and her boyfriend Vishal were contemplating getting married, they needed to have a very important conversation about how they were going to raise their kids. It wasn't unexpected, considering that Kelly was raised Catholic and Vishal was an immigrant from India and was raised Hindu. Kelly wasn't all that religious, but she was hoping to have their children baptized, and she hoped that would be okay with him. So she listened with some trepidation when Vishal earnestly told her what was on his mind. And here's what he said. It would really mean a lot to me if we could raise our children to be Buffalo Bills fans. Wait, what? she asked. I'm not joking. Buffalo all the way. You're serious? This is your important talk about how we raise our children? Totally. Um, okay, she said. Can I baptize them? And then he said, sure. We can teach them about Hinduism too, though, right? And she said, of course. And that settled that. A decade of marriage and two sons later, despite living in solid New York Giants country, Vishal has season tickets to the Bills games. And they also pay to stream the Bills Away games to their television. Kelly is so proud of Vishal. He moved to the U.S. when he was four years old, and he grew up very poor in Buffalo. When he was in middle school, he took on a paper route to help support the family. But despite all that his family suffered, his memories are happy. He recalls his family sitting around the TV, shouting for the Buffalo Bills while his mother cooked Indian food. There weren't many Indian kids who lived in his public housing project, and he didn't have much in common with the American boys, but the Buffalo Bills connected him to his classmates and community. That sports team transcended class, racial, and religious differences. Vishal wasn't the foreign Indian kid. He was a Bills fan, and he was smart, too. He won a scholarship to a prep school, but he had to work with the custodians to clean the school after his classmates went home for the day. Then he went to college. Then he applied to Harvard Business School, and he got in, despite the fact that he hadn't gone and worked for a couple of years first, which is what most people do. So he was one of the youngest students in his class at Harvard Business School. He went in at age 21. And then he had to take out $100,000 in student loans to pay for it. But if you look up Vishal Bakshi now, you'll see that he has made Barron's America's Top Financial Advisors list five times. He is a very successful investment manager, and he gives back like crazy, too. He supports a variety of nonprofits. And that's why we have such high regard for immigrants, because like Vishal, they come to this country with hopes and dreams, and they get up and go to achieve them. Now let's talk about how one becomes a citizen. One of my favorite Chicken Soup for the Soul writers who always seems to have an interesting story to tell us, no matter what the topic, is Eva Carter, herself an immigrant from the former Czechoslovakia. 
And recently, I got to talk to Eva about what happened when she turned 18. All I ever wanted since I came to the U.S. 10 years earlier was to become a citizen of this country that I love so much. It, it was my mission. As soon as I turned 18, I applied for naturalization. Eva told me that she applied at the same time as her brother's friend, Val. Both their families had fled Czechoslovakia to escape communist oppression. And I asked her what was involved in becoming a citizen. We had to take a written test and a verbal one. And there were 100 questions to study, but we would only be given 10 questions randomly from that list. But we had to get six answers right to pass. So I wasn't really worried about myself because I had been a good student. I was concerned about Val, who had never attended school in the U.S. and spoke pretty bad English. So Eva told me that Val, being a typical young man in his 20s, didn't study until the very last minute when he panicked and asked her for her help, and she spent several evenings tutoring him. Yes, I did everything I possibly could to get the correct answers into his head, like what are the first three words of the Constitution? He'd think and he'd say, we the people? Or I'd say, name one branch of the government. And Val hesitated, but finally guessed correctly. Congress. Congress. So the day came and Eva and Val drove into New York City for their tests. They found Europeans, Africans, Asians, Middle Easterners, Mexicans, Australians, and others. People from all over the world were there to take the citizenship tests. I still remember the girl who sat next to me. She and her family had fled their country during the Hungarian Revolution, taking refuge in Western Europe until they were able to enter the U.S. She was as thrilled as I was. And her mom, her mom was overwhelmed with joy. She's wiping her tears discreetly. So we shared our excitement, and I felt as if we were sisters. I still remember her name, Anika. We all had something in common, and we were so grateful for the chance to become Americans. Eva said that Val was called for his test before she was, so she watched him across the room with the immigration officer. And she says that suddenly she heard raucous laughter coming from the officer who was interviewing Val. But Val wasn't laughing. And in fact, he walked back over to Eva, looking baffled. So what happened during Val's test? Well, I asked Val how it went and what was so funny. He didn't know. He said the officer asked him who was the first president of the United States. And Val, having studied hard with me, was sure he knew the answer. He responded, George Washington Bridge, as if it were obvious. <laughs> well, well, after we got our final citizenship papers a month later, we drove back home over that very bridge, singing God Bless America. Nothing could stop us now. We were young and free, and anything was possible in these United States of America. It was truly a blessed day. The first president of the United States, George Washington Bridge. I just love that so much. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Show them how to listen to podcasts and how to subscribe. I recently read that fewer than 20% of Americans have ever listened to a podcast, and they have no idea 
how easy it is and how much fun it is. And if you want to learn more about this new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind of America, please visit our website, chickensoup.com. While you're there, you can also sign up for one of our free newsletters. You can actually have a Chicken Soup for the Soul story emailed to you every single day, including stories from this new book. Come back Friday for a good dose of self-help with motivational speaker and author Mary Shores. We're going to talk about how to stop negative self-talk and how you can change your language and change your life.